Good morning, everyone. Welcome to NSPS Radio Hour. Another bright and sunny, well, actually kind of sunny, maybe, Monday morning. Uh, but glad to have you joining us today. Well, hopefully you're li- uh, listening live, but if not, uh, glad to have you whenever you are listening. Today, I've asked uh, the recently installed NSPS president, Tony Cavell, to join me on the show. Uh, Tony, now that you've been president uh, about two weeks, um, I guess everybody wants to know if you've got all the world's problems solved. Oh, just about all of them, but, you know, we still got a few to take care of. <laughs> well, I just thought it was a good idea uh, early on to have you come in and, and have a conversation with our listeners and talk about your your thoughts moving forward and maybe think back a little bit for our, the conference we had a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but basically just to to give uh, our audience a sense of, of where you where you see us going and uh, some other things we can talk about later on. I, you know, the few things have been happening lately. A uh, couple of sure. articles, actually, that we've had to respond to, or we've responded to one and worked with uh, some other folks to respond on the other one. But um, it's a never-ending dilemma, if that's the right word, for the ones of us in the surveying profession to not only gain uh, recognition of our profession and respect for our profession, but misunderstanding more than anything else we have to deal with and it, it it appears as though this is going to be one of those years where we're going to spend a lot of time addressing those kind of issues oh i think you're right uh the uh surveying profession has been with us since the dawn of recorded history of course uh the uh drawback as far as our pr is concerned if you will is uh is the fact that uh, once we do our business, nobody uh, needs us to tell them where they are anymore, and <laughs> we become invisible. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, all the good things that happened are, come from whatever they did where they are. Absolutely. Well, I know that uh, one of the things that that was interesting from my perspective when we were at the meeting a couple of weeks ago, um, I really enjoyed your your uh, speech might not be the right word, but but the address you gave to the to the directors when we started the meeting, I uh, thought you uh, captured the whole sense of how this works and and how it uh, how it needs to move forward. Oh. So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about your your thoughts right. on that. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, the uh, uh, the uh, gist of the speech, I tried to come up with a good metaphor that. Uh, uh, resonated with me personally and I hope would resonate with everybody and that is uh, serving is uh, like everything in life actually it's something we inherit from our forebears I use the metaphor of a uh, relay race and track and field that most people are familiar at least from high school seeing such an event uh, we're used to lots of individual events of course in, a, in, in track and field competition but mostly it's just individuals they just happen to come from the same school or belong to the same club except for the relay race. And it's epitomized in the relay race that it's not necessarily the fastest people who win, but those who take care of their package the best, their precious cargo. Uh, And I see surveying, and I hope people in every profession see their profession that way, that we've been handed the baton, if you will. We've been given this profession uh, from antiquity that has done wondrous things through the world. We get to carry it for a while. It's not actually ours. And if we do our job well, well, we pass it on 
to our uh, uh, to those who follow us uh, in good shape, and 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 progress continues. Um, that was that was the gist of what I had to uh, to to uh, to try to address was to get that mindset that we're here for a time and we do do what we can well. The uh, Action, and then of course. I, I Go ahead. say I think that I think that analogy is a good one, particularly from the time perspective, because I think oftentimes when we come into any level of, of participation and in particular leadership, uh, our tendency is to think we're overwhelmed because there's so much to do. How are we going to get it all accomplished in a short period of time? And that that's a killer from the very moment we start thinking that way. It is. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, it uh, hit me um, during last year as president-elect. Uh, I stared and watched the current president do his job and uh, jump from place to place and put out fires here and there, and President Warren did a wonderful job. Uh, but uh, as the uh, uh, as my turn gets closer, I'm, I'm finding myself lacking, oh, wow, I've I've been an officer, I've been a surveyor, I've seen all these things, I know all these things that need to be fixed, and oh darn, there's only 12 months to get this done, there's no way. Uh, and all of a sudden, instead of feeling powerful and uh, rewarded by having been elected to something by your peers, uh, it's, oh gee, I'm the weakest guy in the room, I can't do any of this stuff. <laughs> it, it is, it's a very intimidating feeling. And I think maybe more so for us as a national organization than than a local or a state organization. Um, we, and, and I will admit, in, in state organizations, you don't see each other all the time, but at least you're closer by, and, and you, you have uh, common characteristics of the issues you're dealing with with the people in your state. And sometimes it's it seems difficult. It shouldn't be, maybe, but it seems difficult to actually reach out and start to utilize all those great resources that are sitting in the room with you, um, and and then of course expecting that those those folks will feel the same enthusiasm to get things done, and and that's for me over the years that's been the hardest part of of being the lookout maybe on the bow of the of the yeah, right. ship is well, the, how you're uh... going to you know, motivate people and get get everybody involved so you can actually accomplish things rather than just talk about them. I had good fortune. Uh, as you know, the in the recent uh, several years, we've undergone a transition from being a member organization and uh, with a few thousand members to uh, the organization nationally with uh, 17,000 members. We've... Uh, our responsibilities have quintupled in, in a way. And uh, I had the good fortune that uh, one of the things that we needed to address uh, after the tumult, if you will, of all, that, all those changes was to get our, uh, to get our uh, committees activated and, and, and interested. And the, uh, this was a charge that President Warren had given me. So I had the, it turns out to be as president a good fortune that I had personal contact with a lot of people who have agreed to take on their, those roles to do the things you were just talking about. And uh, it's encouraging and confidence-building to know that uh, we do have these hundreds of people who can do that reaching out for you and take some of the intimidation away. Uh, 
the real credit goes to the people who do the work. Uh, uh, I, I have another metaphor, in fact, and that uh, we're uh, being a president of an organization like this is, is like you know captaining a ship. Uh, the captain doesn't do anything in, in one sense. If you get to be too practical about it, only it's the crew that runs the ship. You know, the captain just makes decisions and helps everybody work in the same direction. Uh, the ship doesn't even belong to him. It belongs to some owners back home. So uh, if all he does is uh, think that he's going to run it by himself, he turns out to be just a bag of wind. So it's important that we realize that the, the ship that's very complex and can take care of itself as long as it's been given the right guidance. Yeah, and I think one of the big issues for for that leadership, the whole structure that you're talking about where you have so many people involved and you want to have a lot of people involved is giving them the sense of, of empowerment to actually do things. Um, you know, sometimes it's the way, particularly in organizations like ours, you we, we tend to talk about things almost more than we try to get them done. And, um, of course, you have budget constraints and, and developing our system so that when you have people who have that really strong interest who want to do things and have great ideas for getting them done um, under the, the, the overall guidance, is, is that a sense of empowerment? Because nothing pushes people back into inaction more so than having a strong desire to get something done and not feeling as though there was any empowerment to get it done. That's right. Uh, we've been fortunate historically that on a few of our very important uh, functions, uh, such as government relations or relations with the uh, lending agency who uh, utilize our services and uh, some some other uh, aspects. Uh, we've had individuals who, in a sense, you could almost say, got life devotion to this uh, this sort of thing. The important one important thing to do is to uh, is to make other people realize that. Uh, they are empowered to help or to enhance what these what these uh, dedicated people do, and it's my experience that uh, once you get involved, once you get uh, energized, and you have permission, if you will, to participate, uh, you become a leader, uh, even without a title. And those are the best leaders. Yeah, that and that's true. And and part of the challenge uh, again is finding those people who are willing and then finding those who are best suited for a particular task um, to to lead it forward and, and get it moving. I, I know uh, we were talking about the letters earlier in our conversation, and uh, the one that we wrote to the USA folks, USA Today folks, in their sort of misrepresentation of surveyors in one of the articles they wrote. Um, yes. We, when I reached out to the past presidents, uh, about half of the past presidents responded, which which was pretty amazing to me, and uh, really was kind of eye opening in the sense that there's another resource that that we can turn to to assist us in uh, in, in moving ahead. Not necessarily saying, well, I, let's do it exactly the way you did it, but but they still have great ideas and and great history. Yes, yes, uh, I, I can see uh, sitting where I am now. Uh, the ideas that one as past president wasn't able to quite get around to are still uh, very potent ideas that uh, 
are sitting there waiting to be uh, tapped into. Yep, with, without a doubt. And so when you have those instances that, that you have present the opportunity and they respond so well, you want to, just like with all the other people who want to participate, you want to make sure that they feel as though they're, their input is important and desired so that um, so that they don't lose interest. And, and that's easy to do. I mean, I think pretty much everybody who's in our leadership has probably been past president of something. Uh, oh, yeah. Most of our board of directors were past presidents of their societies. So I think everybody shares that same um, dynamic with each other. And so we should be able to uh, understand that in integrating our NSPS presidents or past presidents is as important as well. And so we're 10 seconds away from break, so I don't want to jump onto anything new before we go to break, but we can pick back up on this discussion. Sure. Move it ahead uh, All right. when we come back. So let's go to do that break. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number. 800-438-0387 or go to quickstake.com that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E dot com and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You know, Tony, before we went to break, and, and I want to mention this before we uh, go into something else, we were talking about utilizing resources, whether it's our past presidents or people sitting on our board or state presidents or members in general. I mean, we have such broad resources out there. One of the ones that sometimes people don't think about as much as, as perhaps we should is uh, we have partners at each of our state societies who are in similar situations to the one we're in here at our office, of course, and that's our state executives and their staffs. And uh, I'm glad to see that we're we're beginning to integrate them more into our, our processes of 
um, looking at whatever the issues are and making them aware. And as you know, we we decided at this last meeting that in addition to having two representatives of that group sit with our board uh, as advisors, uh, we've also um, decided to have at least one of them sitting when we have executive committee meetings. And the whole idea behind that is so whatever it is we're trying to move forward with, we can get that information disseminated out to our full membership and oftentimes getting it done through the state society is more effective than us trying to do it just through our newsletter or website or whatever the case may be. So just continuing to build on that leadership team, I think, is really important, and I was I was glad to see us take that step. Oh, absolutely. The uh, uh, I have personal experience uh, in that uh, my father uh, filled an executive position uh, for most of his career, uh, on a statewide organization, so I'm familiar with how the uh, actually people in a job like yours and uh, Trish and the other people at the uh, the national office uh, act as a glue that uh, keep us on track. After all, uh, the members and, and therefore the leaders of NSDS are first of all surveyors, and they have their eight to five job, if you will, of being surveyors. Uh, the leadership is. Uh, and, and other participation is voluntary. The uh, day-to-day and hopefully the uh, institutional memory frequently resides uh, with the uh, ex- executives in the office, whether it be state or national. And uh, uh, they, they all need to be commended. And uh, what a waste if you don't use their uh, don't use their talents and wisdom to. Uh, 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 you know, to go forward and do the best you can. Uh, and just, one of the things uh, I've noticed over my years in leadership in NSPS and then afterwards doing this job, seems like I've been doing this almost forever now, But and having the, the opportunity to travel around and visit with people around the country and get to all the state societies over time. And one of the things that always was uh, of interest to me and, and certainly uh, – I felt was a really good thing. I think all of us in our states, when we participate in our state society, we all really look up to and and revere that person who is our executive director or our executive secretary or whatever they happen to be called, the person who gets all the work done, basically. Yes. Um, And so I know in my case, in the Virginia Society, uh, Judy Height was was our person there for years and years and years. And, you know, she she was like a saint to everybody because she was kind of that glue and 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 I found that's true everywhere across the country. I don't think there's any state where that person doesn't isn't revered very highly and so um, we in our jobs obviously can learn a lot from from what they're doing and incorporate them into our our uh, communications efforts and decision making efforts that I think will be instrumental in helping to keep hold this this thing together that we've now created that you mentioned earlier, this national membership. Yep. Well, there's another thing that we can gather from them too, Kurt, and that is, uh, and, and something that goes unsaid, but we can uh, learn from observing the characteristics you just described and realize that when we do our job well, that's who, what a surveyor's clients see him as, as the person who knows the answers and can glue it together and and get them out of trouble or tell them when they're getting into trouble. Uh, it's just, you know, that's, that's what a professional does. 
that's that's absolutely true, and it's another big challenge, I think, for not only the national organization but for the state organizations as well to um, convey that message. We, it's been it's difficult to do. I mean, obviously, if it was easy to do historically, we would have all done a better job of it, whether at whatever level we're at, whether it's in our town and and participating in what's going on in our local um, uh, community or at our state level or at our national level. Um, we seem to continually struggle with, uh, well, it's probably an improper term, but our identity crisis, so to speak, or, sure. or at least the way we think people feel about us. I'm not sure we're always correct about that. Sometimes we don't give ourselves as much credit as other people do, but, but certainly having that direct impact is something that we as a national organization should be pushing uh, yeah. toward our members and, and encouraging them to to, to pick that up, and I, and I think that'll hopefully will change some as we move ahead to the next generation. Some of us in the generation we're in now um, have done a good job of it, and others maybe not so much. But I, I feel encouraged about the next generation when I start to see them. Yes, I think the uh, uh, we you might say that we have uh, low self-esteem in that regard, but uh, the the cause is uh, I think we can we can figured out a cause almost in that uh, we had things almost too easy in the middle part of the 20th century and that uh, with building booms and, and other such things, uh, there wasn't, uh, wasn't felt individual practitioners, didn't feel the need uh, to, uh, to, to make sure that they had the correct uh, posturing, if you will, uh, publicly. To be seen and to be reminded, or to remind the public of our professional stature, uh, and we got confused over that period, uh, and, and we let let ourselves get confused uh, as technologists as opposed to professionals, and the uh, and the development in the last years of the 20th century, and certainly in the century we're in now, have. Uh, Developed technologies that, uh, in some ways seem kind of magical in their, uh, in their abilities, but, uh, they, the, I think the irony is that they further reduce the actual numbers, the absolute numbers of professional surveyors that may be required, but they increase the, the span and the reach, if you will, that the surveyor who's responsible needs to uh, be ready to guide and use and utilize and in, in gathering the information to make the, the professional decisions. He may be in the field pushing buttons less than he was in the years when he might have cut a line and pulled a chain, but the responsibility uh, hasn't gone away even though he can assign some of the field work to more people nowadays. And that is... Uh, that's the opportunity that I think that you're witnessing. The especially, um, I'm going to put a plug in for another group that's uh, affiliated with us recently. The uh, Young Surveyors of North America uh, have, of course, recently organized and joined us. And by witnessing the performance of these younger surveyors and their professionalism, I think they're going to carry the baton, if you will, uh, in a more knowledgeable way on how to uh, relate to the technicians and technologies that, uh, that are developing. Yeah, that's true. And, and I, I think maybe uh, 
John Palachal and I might have talked about this a little bit when we had a, did a wrap-up of the government affairs side of the conference a week or two ago. Um, but that whole idea of, work, of the workforce development issue that, that is such a big part of our, our program going into this year and finding ways to uh, enhance that development. One of those big challenges is, um, you know, we always say the average age of the surveyor and that we're all getting old. And But I think, as you pointed out, somewhere along the way we need to really find out what is, what's the magic number moving ahead. Is there a magic number moving ahead in terms of how many? Maybe oh, yeah. Maybe what they're, what they're capable of doing and, and how they present themselves to the to the public, which, again, is one of those positive things I saw out of that young surveyors group, too. I was very impressed sure. with them. We could go on, you know, that's the sort of topic you could dig into for hours, but uh, in a nutshell, the uh, licensing in the United States sort of, uh, uh, you got to remember that the people who write the laws that did the licensing weren't primarily surveyors, and for a lot of people, uh, the only way that uh, they figured people needed a license was rather uh, single-minded of, oh, split boundaries. And uh, putting somebody's house in the wrong place is about the uh, the, the the myopic way of uh, figuring that damage can be done professionally by surveying. And uh, the uh, but they also the general public and those people who made tests and do testing had a hard time knowing how do you test a surveyor to find out if he's qualified. And almost all the testing, as we know, and have complained occasionally. Uh, or about uh, the techniques. Uh, how many? How do you turn angles, or how how do you decide which length to use, and these sorts of things, such that uh, a great number of people who receive licenses uh, might have opted in their practices to basically be to what today we'd call very very good technicians, and. Uh, as the licensing requirements in the last couple of decades have gotten uh, a little more rigorous, the people who would have fit that mold aren't applying for license because they can practice their technologies without one. And uh, even despite all that, in almost every state, the only one I'm a little bit familiar with is my own, uh, you have a ratio of 600 or so surveyors licensed compared to oh, 20,000 or so uh, attorneys, similar numbers of engineers and doctors and such. So uh, a lot of the problem-solving that uh, knee-jerk, if you will, problem-solving is, well, uh, how, do we, how do we do engineers? How do we do attorneys? And the models don't always fit because... Uh, you can use schools and such as a filter, if you will, for uh, if you've got tens of thousands of applicants in a state. Uh, but that same filter may not work as well in uh, in, a, in, a, in a profession that needs only a few hundred because, uh, as we've seen, if you take the PhDs who are available to populate your four-year degree programs, you may be stealing them from the uh, programs that create more PhDs. And so you can end up with a problem of how do we get enough people to teach the programs. And uh, these are problems that we're facing right now, and for the next few years we're going to have to solve. 
uh, I don't know the answers to any of these. I'm just trying to be an observer in these comments. But the the solution is not going to be simple. It's not going to be knee-jerk. And uh, if we are careful to avoid a knee-jerk answer, we'll, we'll do better. Yeah, I would agree. We we certainly want to be somewhat deliberative but effective in, in the way we move ahead. We'll Correct. time for our next break, so let's go do that, and we'll be right. right back. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next-generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next-generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to America's Webradio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. As we were ending that last segment, Tony, it, it came to my mind. I was looking at the, the notes we had shared uh, before before the uh, the show started today, and we were talking about numbers and, and how do we get to where we want to be and all those kind of things. And a couple of things that we had written down, one was that, the ubiquitous nature of the surveyor, and, and I was thinking, that's interesting. We're we're ubiquitous, but somehow underpaid. Um, and so, one would think that those two things wouldn't necessarily go together, but it's another one of our challenges. Obviously, it seems. Uh, uh, I don't think there's a surveyor who doesn't know that he's underpaid, but uh, the. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't remember where I got uh, the source, but I think it was a, a government source of, uh, of salaries and uh, of professionals. And uh, some of the uh, interesting uh, things I saw was, of course, the median salary for a teacher is about forty-five thousand. Uh, median salary for a GIS technologist is about fifty thousand. 
civil engineers is about 62, and uh, assistant professors is about 63. PLS is at 66. Uh, then you get to attorneys at 78 and uh, physicians at 140. But uh, it's a little bit of an illusion, especially uh, from a student's point of view, that uh, uh, surveyors aren't, aren't compensated well. Well, I know that the people in the Young Surveyors Group that we've talked to recently, um, I didn't get the impression from them that they felt um, they were underpaid necessarily. I think they they actually realize the value of what we have to offer. And, yes. and I think that if there is an underpayment, it's one based on our perceptions, not of somebody else's perceptions necessarily. I think it has something to do with the methods that have frequently been used for contracting for surveying services and that uh, uh, some things that are, I think, and I agree, they tend to be unfair. For instance, if you have a large project, usually the first person on the job and so therefore the first one uh, usually to incur expenses is going to be the surveyor who goes out and tells them where it is. And... Uh, uh, all the work gets uh, is progresses and progresses and progresses, and then they have to find out where all the work had been done after it's finished. It's still the surveyor who uh, maybe has held, uh, as frequently happens on some contracts, uh, there's a, a portion that's held out uh, until until everything is complete, and so he's both the first and the last on the job. So. Uh, there's a, a bit of a feeling of being taken advantage of in those regards. We can argue that better and find better ways to make our contracts probably. Uh, there's the, again, the ubiquitous part. Uh, we're invisible and in so many, or we're, we're, we're invisible to so many, uh, despite being ubiquitous because, uh, you'll get new, uh, government contracting agents who, uh, thinking very energetically that they're going to do a good job for the for the public and the government and let these professional contracts out on a, uh, a lowest bidder uh, uh, arrangement, a cost uh, selection. And thank goodness our uh, government affairs and others have, uh, uh, have a good track record with correcting them, but they're usually very happy to learn that according to their own rules, they're supposed to select by qualifications. Uh, the fact that uh, we tend to be invisible hurts us in that regard because uh, they they're not they're unaware the uh, by their own ignorance. They, uh, there are uh, professional uh, services, shall I call it, uh, online uh, places where people exchange uh, business cards, so to speak. And uh, as a surveyor, if you go down the list, despite being the world's oldest learned profession, the, uh, uh, there's not even a selection to be made that's called surveying. Uh, again, uh, out of ignorance. And, uh, and the ignorance continues all the way to uh, the fellow who greets you at the uh, entrance to the mall and asks if you'd willing to take a survey for him. <laughs> uh, so there's those little insults. And so I don't know if we're underpaid as much as uh, under we feel under-respected on so many things. That's the attitude I pick up. Yeah, I, I think that's that's true, and and I think that's a challenge for us as an organization and for our uh, affiliate partners 
uh, is to try to find ways that enhance our own images um, of what we think other people think about us and to better grasp the um, the nature of what we do and what its importance is. Um, that's that's one of the things I see sometimes. It's and, and I don't want to use this as a broad term, but sometimes you hear people say, well, I'm just a surveyor. You just hit a nerve of mine. There's even, uh, I, I thought of including in, in my opening remarks that there there's a dirty a five-letter dirty word for surveyors, and it's spelled J-U-S-T-A. Yep. Don't ever say you're just a surveyor. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah, and and sometimes when uh, even in running a business, you know, people say, what do you do? Well, um, I'm just a surveying business. Well, sometimes people don't mean that, and I'm just a surveyor. It means that that's the only thing I do. I'm not doing that's anything right. or anything else. So uh-huh. I've tried to train myself over time to say my business is surveying only. Uh-huh. Or, or exclusively or something. But, yeah, just mm-hmm. is just not uh, just has got a lot of other meanings. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly does. Uh, no question about that. The, the breadth of surveying is what usually – uh, is unrecognized even within our ranks. Sometimes the uh, uh, surveying in, in several different ways. If you look internationally, you'll find that uh, what most even practitioners in the United States, mainly due to our licensing, think constitutes surveying, is is a small piece of it. Uh, and on the other hand, other proof exists in that. There's not a technology, whether it be language, obviously, astronomy or uh, uh, physics with the expansion and contraction of, of steel tapes to uh, lasers for measuring distances or computers and databases and the like. Uh, there's not a technology that if it doesn't help, that if it does help, uh, solve the riddle that, that is uh, been given to the surveyor uh, that's off off limits. I mean, we have people who are experts in the construction of barbed wire, and some who are expert in dendrology, which is you know all about trees. Uh, there's uh, just an amazing breadth and uh, uh, to the practice of surveying, and that's the other thing I don't think we've all take cognizance of. That uh, you know, unlike medicine, you might be happy to uh, if you're having some emergency to know that. Uh, if you're having a heart attack, you're you're happy that the, the fellow sitting next to you is a podiatrist. He's an MD. Of, of course, if you were uh, experiencing problems on a normal day and wanted to make an appointment, you'd probably look up a cardiologist. They're all fit in this practice of medicine. Well, it's not unlike surveying, uh, but most of us have limited. Uh, uh, we've got blinders on, even on our own practice many times. I find that yeah. some of the people who respect what we do personally, of my own experience, uh, the most tend to be attorneys. Uh, if you, uh, and at first they may be trying to tell you what it is you do, but as soon as you explain a few things, I guess maybe because of the amount of education it takes to, and, and schoolwork that it takes to, to acquire their practice, uh, they tend to become quick studies and really, uh, I've not experienced, except from cross-examination from the other side, uh, disrespect uh, on what it is that a surveyor does or his expertise. Yeah, sometimes you think, how do we uh, how do we win the relay race? We were talking about relay 
horse yeah. uh, races earlier, how do we win the race from our perception of uh, our, what our respectability is and what the appreciation is for what we do to to where we want it to be? And maybe sometimes the answer to that is don't mess up where you already are because <laughs> because of your own per, your own perceptions. You know, we use a mirror. And perhaps we'd do well to look at the pictures other people take of us instead. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true. So, in continuing on the the, the relay race, what's your thoughts on how far around the track are we? Well, uh, that uh, get a little bit parochial again with the NSPS. Uh, I think. Uh, with a little bit of self-pride, that we've got the uh, the genesis of the uh, of our committee work uh, initiated. Uh, that, of course, uh, passed on to to others by appointment. And uh, I think if we can then get those people who have been energized in committee work to energize those they're working with, I think it can become self uh, perpetuating. That is that is going to be crucial to the future. Uh, that's where the energy, if you will, that's where the energy of what we do comes from for our thinking takes place. Uh, and the actual, as they would say oftentimes, uh, that's where the boots on the ground happen. Uh, that's important. Uh, the other side is uh, some of it's by committee, but um, I think... Uh, Oh, what would be the right term? Diplomacy or uh, camaraderie uh, with similar organizations. Uh, we were uh, fortunate at the uh, uh, recent uh, spring meeting to have visits from the uh, president of the International Federation. Uh, uh, she was from Greece. We had uh, the gentleman who is in charge of the land division, if I remember correctly, from the uh, Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors, RICS. Uh, he's from he's from London. Uh, we had others. Uh, these uh, groups we all work in concert, uh, uh, harmonize with each other to the to the degree that we do that. Uh, the, the, we'll all get stronger. Uh, the government affairs uh, has always been a strong point of NSPS uh, and ACSM. Previously, the uh, our, our ability to uh, continue to influence government and, con- and, and Congress and the like. Uh, the it's like going to the gym. The real reps and the real uh, the bulking up of our muscles happen back at home. Uh, again, because we're so few, it's probably a little bit uh, amazing to some at how closely uh, many surveyors. Uh, at home or to their uh, political uh, activists and uh, therefore the representatives or uh, senators or local uh, 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 representatives on the state level. Uh, very true. Those, those well, are very important violations. Tony, so we're going to have to take a break. No, I'll take a break. We'll pick up on that when we come back. Thanks. Getting into underground utility location? If so, you'll want to know about the Schoenstatt Instrument Company's MPC kit, a multi-purpose combo for locating both ferrous objects and underground pipes and cables. 
and because it consists of two instruments in one package, it qualifies for trade-in allowances on two locators. Any kind, any make, any condition. Contact your dealer for details or visit www.shonstat.com. That's S-C-H-O-N-S-T-E-D-T dot com. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. In our last segment, Tony, we were, we're talking about the, all the resources that we have. Um, and I'm not even going to say at our disposal because it's really not about us. It's about the mission. Um, yes. And, but finding who those resources are and... And the, the whole joint membership program was kind of uh, created around that. And I, I think it's a, a challenge, uh, maybe an opportunity is a better terminology, to find who those champions are in whatever arena it is, whether it's in connections to the political arena or whether it's people who uh, have a particular interest in uh, helping to make programs work or even come up with ideas for programs that we haven't thought of yet um, and identifying those folks and getting them uh, involved in the, in the program in a way that it's a buy-in. It's not a, it's not considered a burden, but it's it's a buy-in to what we're all trying to accomplish. And that's always been a big challenge. But I, I hope as we're going to be moving forward, we'll we'll do more things to uh, to meet that challenge. I agree. I think the. Uh, uh, you might, uh, with the with the joint membership program, which has been overwhelmingly successful, the uh, we change the character of those people that we would call NSPS members. Uh, the, the the paintbrush we would use. The uh, in the past, prior to the joint membership program, you might say that what we had were people who were interested in the national organization for whatever reason, and that would be a category of people. They were interested enough to pay extra dues and uh, go through the extra 
uh, effort to uh, to find out how to apply and how to join and that sort of thing. Whereas with the joint membership program, it's a benefit uh, that they gain by belonging to their local state organization. The brush that we used to paint the the membership has to change in the way that, whereas in the past we had those people who were obviously interested in in the national organization to slightly overstated all the surveyors out there that have all their different interests that may be more that may be primary to them and those interests are going to be of interest to other surveyors around the country and probably should already be of interest to NSPS if if NSPS knows to be interested in them and uh, if you find somebody who has an interest, uh, asking them to do something in that field is is not a burden. It's an opportunity. It's a, oh, wow, thank you for asking me reaction. That uh, uh, it, 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 as I used to say, it's not uh, uh, David, I think it was Covey, who came up with the, the, the term win-win, where in, in a zero-sum game, if I get more, you got to lose something. If you get something, I have to lose it. But if we come up with a great solution, we both come out with more, and you call that win-win. That's what we're looking for, and that's what, uh, you, you've probably identified what I perceive, if I haven't verbalized it, what I perceive as the opportunity for my administration is uh, let's find, there's two things, let's find the people who have as a primary interest the things we know we want to do, and secondly, let's find out what those things are that some people out there have as primary interests that we're unaware of, and let's tap into it. Let's let's use that energy. Yeah, I think, and that's that's a great way I think to get more pe- people engaged is find out things that they think about that maybe people in leadership aren't thinking about, um, and and act on those kind of things and. And then, of course, you want you hopefully to build on on where, where we've come so far with with, for lack of a better term, past accomplishments. Uh, Absolutely, over the last years. I mean, the uh, I tried to pay compliment to uh, President Warren's leg of the race, if you will, in that uh, we've gotten very close to having all the uh, uh, qualified candidates join in the joint membership program. We've managed to revitalize the committees, which I've mentioned. Uh, we have in, we have initiated, and hopefully I will be, be, be upon me to utilize the Internet as the meeting source for so many of these committees and other communications that we uh, need to do. We've, uh, in, uh, we've gone to... Uh, Online balloting for elections, uh, rather than uh, both the expense and the trouble of using paper ballots through the U.S. mails. Uh, the one of the very successful uh, programs that we've had for a good while, and I hope that we are expanding, is certification by NSPS. The uh, uh, we've had the certified. Survey Technician Program, which has really been popular. Even the military has been looking into using it. The 
Uh, we have the certified hydrographer program. We're in all of these programs. We tend to work with a partner association, and, uh, and the next one I'm going to talk about has to do with our uh, affiliates, the American Association of Geodetic Surveyors, are working with us to make an NSBS uh, AAGS uh, geodetic surveyor certification. Uh, we have in mind, and I've even had some queries uh, about the committee formation for a uh, an ALTA uh, ALTA American Land Title Association uh, specification type uh, certification surveyor and the like. This has been very uh, successful. We participated with BLM and the uh, BIA to administer the uh, certified uh, federal surveyor program and uh, have uh, had a good relationship with them in that regard. Our government relations have been good, the uh, and which we've touched on previously. And our membership has quintupled in the last few years. And uh, uh, in public relations, uh, we, uh, John appointed a very energetic chairman of our uh, public relations committee, and uh, we're not guilty of hiding our light under a bushel basket anymore. Uh, yeah, and, and we're these, already these seeing are, some interest, some ahead. good results from that. So yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, so we have a yeah. lot of things that are on our plate to, uh, inside the baton, if you will, to carry forward. Yeah, you were talking about the use of the of the internet. Um, uh, another thing that we're really working on, as you well know, is going into our next set of elections using that source or resource to make sure that our candidates are better known. That's the one thing we always get in the voting, whether it's on paper or whether it's electronic, is I don't really know who these folks are. And, of course, you know, last year we, the last couple of years, I guess, we've had candidates on the radio show. But being able to utilize a resource that we have for putting a, a, a video on uh, on our website where people can actually go and listen to that person and see who they are. I, I'm hopeful that will get more people involved in our elections, and I think it will. Uh, I think it will. Uh, again, we had, you might say, the two different uh, uh, characteristics of, of the NSPS membership before and after the joint membership program of those who were interested enough in national affairs to go through the trouble of joining and they tended to know who was whom. The uh, with the joint membership program, we can't assume that, and uh, uh, they deserve. Uh, our seventeen thousand members deserve uh, the information uh, to, uh, to to help them guide us in which directions we need to go. It's kind of interesting that you mentioned the geodetic certification. I was doing some research this morning. Somebody had a question about codes of ethics and canons and creeds and those kind of things uh, that we have, and I was doing some research back through time uh, because of how all that evolved. And uh, I ran across an article from about 20 years ago in the old ACSM bulletin, and uh, the headline was, uh, Research Continues on Geodetic Certification. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty interesting to to see I'll, that article. I'll have to get that from you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to have to find it for you. It was just 
I was it was I was amazed that it popped up there all of a sudden. I was like, wow, I didn't realize. And and there you go. You know, you you never really know what all the people before you have done if, unless we keep good records and 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 do follow up. So that that's one of the important things that we need to keep doing as well. Well, I, I've uh, I've looked at some old publications or articles by previous presidents, and it's. Uh, I find it ironic that uh, in the 60s, uh, articles by then-presidents were covering the same topics that we're talking about on today's uh, uh, conversation. Yeah, just just a different uh, terminology sometimes in terms of how you're dealing with the issues or what the specifics of the issue are. You know, that's particularly true in measurement science and all those kind of things that you go back and look at, you know, big articles about this new thing called GIS, and it's really cool, I think, to go back and, and read a lot of that stuff and get us. Oh, yeah, it's important. That that every, everything old is new again, I guess. is, <laughs> is Well, and we have to absorb all these technologies is a different way of saying it. They're, they, they, they never go out of style um, with the, uh, you know, with the, especially if you're following all the old uh, uh, BLM or GLO surveys, the, uh, uh, the knowledge of the technique that the surveyor you're following was obligated to follow. This might be the information you need to find the evidence he left behind. Uh, and it's our obligation is to be a detective rather than a. Uh, in, in in most of our licenses and responsibilities, our job is to be a detective first rather than an expert measure. And that is, I think, the biggest. Uh, disconnect between uh, what we understand and what we tend to write or what people think about us. That's very true. Well, we're only a minute or so away from the end of today's show, so if you've got uh, 45 seconds you want to share with folks anything, then... Uh... I, I do. Uh, it's, it's a pithy statement, I hope, uh, but uh, addressing the membership who are tuned in as surveyors, with your help, we'll run this leg of the race and pass it on to the next leg in good position. Uh, let's let's begin now if we haven't already. Uh, that's uh, that's my appeal to anyone who's listening, and I hope uh, uh, I hope to, to to hear them and feel them pitch in. Yeah, I think we all uh, are are hoping for that goal and getting more more of our members uh, directly involved in the things that we're doing and and even coming up with ideas that perhaps we haven't even thought about yet. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this year and the coming years and I think we're in, we're in good hands and so I appreciate you being with me today. And I want to thank you, Clerk, for the effort you've obviously got to put on every Monday to make this, uh, this program a reality. I don't know if you yeah. think for that sort of thing. It's my pleasure to do it. So thanks again, Tony, and we will sign off for the day. Thanks. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.